Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 58, the UK's digital TV and technology show. The show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. Are you getting the best broadband deal? We'll tell you how to check and how to switch. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. Phasers at the ready, return of the retro robot. Apple updates, tablet newspapers and 3D BT. DAB digital radio coming to a Nokia near you. Stop the broadband con, sign now, says Virgin. Plus your questions on faster broadband, BT vision and more. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. Headline time, starting off with news of a new trend unfolding, tablet-only newspapers. Rumours are that a service called The Daily is set to launch in December. This will be a tablet-only newspaper from Rupert Murdoch's News Corp and will be aimed primarily at Apple iPad users. With a subscription price likely to be 65 pence a week, The Daily could be a good money spinner for Murdoch and Jobs. Watch out for an announcement later in December. Also, Richard Branson is planning to launch an iPad Virgin magazine too. This could be the future for daily news delivery. Staying with the printed word, the Amazon Kindle remains top of many people's Christmas list. Our free 28-minute review of the Kindle is still available on our site. Sony is trying to recover lost ground by releasing an iPhone and an iPad version of their Sony Reader. If you've bought books from the Sony Bookstore, you'll be able to read them on an Apple device thanks to the new reader application due out in December. Some TV channel news now. Sky is set to close Bravo on the 1st of January 2011. ITV3 and ITV4 HD are now available exclusively on Sky. Freeview users should note that in November, a reshuffle of the Freeview channel lineup took place and you'll need to rescan to get all the channels. You should also note that CNN is no longer available on Freeview. And also, it seems the regulators Ofcom have finally had enough of the naughtiness from adult girly channel operator Bang Media. Licenses for three Tease Me TV channels have just been revoked with immediate effect for showing content deemed too explicit. Next, news of a new iOS release for the iPhone and iPad. Version 4.2 offers multitasking for the iPad, wireless printing from AirPrint, streaming to Apple TV, text search on web pages, and a collection of personalised text message tones. Some 3D news now. After Sky launched its 3D channel, BT has been quick to sign up deals with NBC Universal and Vertigo to bring 3D content to BT Vision. Films such as Street Dance 3D and Despicable Me 3D will be available for £5.99. There'll be a lengthy download before these can be watched, and of course, you'll need a 3D telly. And finally, you're breaking up. Hello? If you're an O2 customer, you'll no longer be able to use that excuse, as O2's just rolled out a new network and coverage checker. Problems with mobile phone coverage in your area are available in real time, and there's a nice UK map to allow you to overlay voice and data coverage, as well as the location of the transmitter masts. There's a link to both of these cool tools on our show notes. That's all the news we've got time for. Can you, can you hear me, Carl? Uh, Pete? Hello? 
sorry, I think we lost Pete there. Uh, never mind. For more on these and other stories, stand near a window and check out frequencycast.co.uk slash news. And now it's time to focus. What are you going to beguile me with today? It's all about broadband, isn't it? Well, obviously, yeah. What about broadband? Well, as you know, we always open up focus to our audience to tell us what they'd like us to talk about. Broadband came up as a fairly common theme. So what we're going to do today is talk a little bit about your broadband and find out if you're getting the best deal. And if you're not, what you should do about it. Okay, so you're going to tell me how to better my broadband deal as well as tell me about a good existing deal so what if i don't have broadband already what do i look for i'm going to give you five tips the first four are relevant to someone that's either an existing broadband user or a new broadband user things that you need to know now the first one is thinking about whether you need anything else with your broadband such as your home phone and your tv service okay is that the only sort of additions i can have or is there more well, there's mobile phones as well, so if you've got an Orange mobile phone, you might want to think about Orange Home Broadband. Same with O2 mobile phones and O2 broadband. But uh, I'm actually thinking more of things like TV and home phone. So a lot of people, if they have their phone with BT, uh, they may think about getting their broadband from BT. Not always the best thing to do. Now, as we know, there's 10 million Sky subscribers in the UK, and if you are a Sky subscriber, looking at Sky's broadband isn't a bad option. OK, that's a fair point. Why? Well, mainly because it's free. Oh, I see. So you're not paying much. If you get your telly from Sky already and you're looking for a broadband provider or you want to save yourself a bit of money, switching to Sky's broadband could be the answer. They actually give you free internet up to 20 megabits per second, which is actually a fairly fast speed if you can get it in your area. And it is free, which makes it a good one to consider. So do think about combining your phone, your TV and your broadband into a package generally works out cheaper if you do that. It was interesting. You mentioned about um, megabytes broadband and, and speeds or something. What do I need to look for for speeds? What, are there any important factors I need to be aware of here? Speed is a bit of a tricky one. Virgin are on a bit of a campaign about speeds at the moment because what you'll normally see is speeds of up to 8 megabits per second, up to 20 megabits per second, up to 50 megabits per second. But you very rarely get those speeds. And this is something Virgin are really pushing at the moment. They've launched something called... And let me just let me get this up on the laptop for you. Hang on a second. So what is that site there called? Stopthebroadband.com, or is that con? Stopthebroadband.com. This is something Richard Branson on Virgin has launched. If you go to that particular site, you can see a check how fast my speed is button and a petition. Uh, But basically, this is to badger the existing internet providers other than Virgin to be genuine about their speeds. Now, where I live, I can get up to 20 meg broadband. Can I just ask, surely this is Trey's description? that we're talking about here if they're telling you it's one thing and it's not actually providing what they say this is the clever thing about this use of up to so up to 20 megs could be one meg that's a little bit naughty don't you think uh, Richard Branson, go for it, as always. Virgin here say, you deserve the truth from all ISPs and we're urging the Advertising Standards Authority to put a stop to misleading broadband advertising once and for all. Sign this petition. And if he gets enough people signing this petition, we could well see an end to this up to 20 meg thingy uh, and an obligation on these ISPs to provide real information before you sign up. That sounds like a good deal to me. I mean, it's a bit stupid that people can actually advertise incorrectly and get your custom. To an extent, I can kind of sympathise with the ISPs. For a start, it's your distance from the phone exchange that makes a big difference. If you're a long old way from the phone exchange, you're not going to get up to the top speed. If you've got the phone exchange on your doorstep, chances are you can get a very, very fast connection. But as you said before, if you are a long way from your exchange, all you do is you lean out, grab the wire and pull it closer to you, don't you? Of course, everyone does that. Well, I do. 
since you told me to. So, I, I, to an extent, I can sympathise. Also, you've got things like the state of the wiring between your house and the phone exchange, and also stuff inside your house can all cause problems. So, it is difficult for these companies to actually give you an accurate prediction as to what your speed's going to be. But absolutely, I think it's it's fairly shoddy that something like an up to 20 meg service really only comes to a couple of meg by the time it actually gets to your house and onto your computer. Not so good. But how important is this speed, really? Well, a bit of a mixed one. If you're just doing surfing and emails, then to be honest, you can get away with one or two meg because you're really limited by the speed of the web server at the other end and the general slowness of the internet. You might have a 20 meg connection to your phone exchange, but if the connection to the server you're connecting to is slower, you're never really going to get the benefit. There's always some kind of choke point in the system. Where speed is important, though, is if you're doing online gaming or if you're doing any kind of video work. So if you're watching live TV or you're downloading and watching movies, that's where the speed can really make a difference. But to be honest, 5 or 6 meg should be enough to do that kind of thing. People that are paying over the odds for 20 or even 50 meg broadband probably aren't really using it unless they're very intense users or they've got multiple people connecting and streaming video all at the same time. Fair enough. So more of a family thing, really, that you need to be concerned with. So what I would say is take a look at the Stop the Broadband Con website and sign up. BT have actually leapt in and said, yeah, Virgin are being a little bit devious here. Virgin publish their, um, their, their stats. So if we look at their current stats for the last month, which at the time of recording will be October, their advertised speeds here, up to 10 meg, 9.37 meg, up to 20 meg, 18.61 meg. So they're blatant. They actually publish what their average speeds are. And they're pretty close to the numbers they're talking about, aren't they? Yeah, they seem quite honest figures. But BT have leapt in to defend themselves, and they said, yeah, but Virgin tend to concentrate in the heavily densely populated areas of the UK, whereas BT has an obligation to get their connections to the middle of nowhere. And by default, if they have to serve everyone, a lot of people are going to be slower than if they're in the major urban groups like Virgin Cover. That's also a fair point. So that's speed. Next thing to bear in mind is your download cap. Is that from a festival, a download festival cap? I don't know, a baseball cap, yes. So most internet providers will give you some kind of download limit. You're only allowed to download a certain amount each month. Now this is where savings can be made. If you brought a big package, but you're looking to save a little bit, you might find downgrading to a slightly lower package will be the answer. Normally the speed will stay the same, but if you drop to a lower package, you'll find you have less gigabytes per month allowance. Okay, so that's not so good. It does depend what you use. Now, a lot of providers offer you an unlimited download service if you're prepared to pay top whack. But again, I wonder how many people really get anywhere near that maximum download allowance. Sure, people watching TV on the internet all the time or films all the time are going to get close to that. But the average user probably doesn't actually use that much. Okay, so the capping is not such a big deal. The only one where it is a bit of a big deal is if you go for the one we talked about earlier. So we said Sky was a good bargain, yes? Yep. But they only give you two gig a month, which is actually the lowest of the packages around. Oh, I see. And if you're on Sky, you probably do want to watch a load of movies. In some cases, getting the the cheapest one with Sky isn't necessarily the answer. Do you know how much gig you would use if you had a broadband connection at home? Three. Okay, let me give you some numbers. Downloading a music track, four megabytes. Downloading a podcast like ours, about 25 megabytes. Downloading a film, 225 megabytes. And the biggie is watching online TV, so things like the iPlayer and the like. If you sit and watch three hours of TV streamed, that would be your two gigs done for your month. Well, so it's a bit megabyte thirsty, really, isn't it? It certainly can be. Streaming can be very, very thirsty, definitely. Right, so you really want a package that doesn't have much of a capping limit. Potentially, but then, of course, you pay more for that. What I would suggest is a good thing to do. Let me just show you this on my laptop. Hang on a second. 
Right, see this little toolbar icon here? Let me just click on that. There you go. What does that say? Uh, download summary, and it's it's got a start date, an end date, uh, downloads to date, and the space remaining. So in your example, you've got 17th of November through to the... Uh, 18th of November, uh, and then you've got your downloads to date, 163 megabytes. Wow, you've been busy, haven't you? What are you downloading nowadays? And uh, space remaining, you've got 84%, which is not bad going. Mostly downloading podcasts, it has to be said. So these things are free. Stick them on your toolbar, free installation, and just keep an eye on how much you're using. You might find you're not using as much as you think, and dropping down to a slightly lower usage allowance is uh, going to save you some, some dosh. We'll stick up some links on our show notes to some of these free tools. That's a brilliant idea, yeah, especially at this time where people want to save money. That'll be really useful. So... I need to know, though, with all these services, we're really interested in what we get after, like customer service, because there's no point having any connection made if there's problems with it as soon as you've had it done, and then you try and talk to people and you don't have a service. So effectively, there's always that opportunity to go and get a different service, which you wouldn't maybe go for, based on the fact of customer service. Who's the best for that? How long is a piece of string? There's been lots of complaints about all of the internet providers. TalkTalk tend to get a bad rap. BT tend to get a bit of a bad rap on their customer service. The one that's interesting at the moment, support from Yorkshire. Good, honest broadband from Yorkshire. Seen the campaign? No, I haven't, but do they make tea as well? I think what they're getting at is so many of these companies now outsource their technical support to other countries. Plusnet in the UK are pushing good old honest broadband from their Yorkshire call centres. Isn't that a foreign country as well anyway, though? Careful, one of our listeners is from Yorkshire. Yeah. On the customer services subject, this is something we'd like to do. We've just put together a survey asking our listeners who they're with, what package they're on, and how happy they are with the service. So go to our website, take a look at the survey. We'd love to know what you think. So, the big and most important question for me, who is, after all this... The cheapest. If you just want a cheap broadband service, no frills, you don't want all the flashy gadgets and gimmicks, you don't want your TV and your phone with them. Actually, let's have a quick look. I'm looking at you switch here. Let me just put in my postcode. Okay, one I prepared earlier. Here we go. So, O2, Orange, Sky, Virgin, BT, TalkTalk and Plusnet. Ah, cheapest, Plusnet. Speeds of up to 20 megs, 10 gig usage limit, 6.49 a month, which is pretty low. That sounds very low to me. Only a 12-month contract and a £25 connection charge, which over the year would come to £102. If we look at Sky, if we discount the completely free one because it doesn't have enough bandwidth and you have to be with Sky, there you're talking about £180 a month. Virgin, £215 a month. BT, £191 a month. Orange, £180 a month. O2, £142 a month. So looking at this, Plusnet comes out tops in our area. Wow. So you just got to type your postcode in and you can find out for your own area, yeah? At the moment, Plusnet are offering the cheapest broadband out there, plus, of course, their lovely Yorkshire support. I like the Yorkshire support alone. What about if you want to switch from one provider to the next? Do you have to wait for your contract to end? Yeah, if you're in a contract, you've got to wait until that ends or pay to get out of it. If you do want to move, it's fairly straightforward. You talk to your existing broadband provider and you ask for a MAC, a Migration Authorization Code. You then give that code to your new provider and the switch will happen fairly transparently. What happens when you switch? Is it a pain or is this like a three, four day process or how, how quickly does that happen? I've done it and it's happened in a week. Typically you might find yourself getting a new router, which means you've got to unplug the old one and plug a new one in. You will quite often have to change your email address settings. The outgoing email address thingy will probably change if you change provider. The only unfortunate thing is you do tend to lose your email address, which is a bit of a nuisance. 
Yeah, that's not very helpful because you have to reestablish a bit like getting a new mobile phone, isn't it, or a SIM card? Exactly. One little tip I'd like to pass on, and every one of our listeners should do this. What do you think that is? Buy a computer. Buy their own web domain. Oh, of course, yes. I've got one, haven't I? You have. If you're looking to change providers, you lose your email address. So what you need to do is buy yourself what's called a vanity domain name. Okay. So that could be something like johnsmith.me.uk or something something similar to that. A web address that has your own name at the end of it, yourname.co.uk or .me.uk. Buy that. You don't have to have a website with it. It's an email forwarding thing as well. So you buy yourself one of those, cost you two or three quid a year, and then you can point it to whatever email address you want, to a Hotmail address, to a Google Mail address, to a BT, to a Plusnet, to a Virgin address. If you change providers, you keep the email address and you just point it somewhere else. Oh, that's a clever idea. Saves a lot of hassle. And everyone should do it. I urge everyone in the sound of my voice to get themselves a domain. We've set up a page on how to do this on our website. Go to the show notes for today's show and have a look at our three-point step on how to get your own email address domain name. Well, thank you for that. And of course, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to go to our website. This is the Emperor Roscoe in Los Angeles, enjoying TV and tech news right here. It's Frequency Cast. What a blast! Check out my 3D site, theemperorroscoe.com. Okay, next thing to talk about is this little beast, the must-have gadget of the year. Oh, give it back, give it back. (laughs) It's a big track, but it's a miniature big track. It's not as big as it used to be. What happened to that? It's, uh, look at it. It's, it's, It's a micro track. It's cool, though. Oh, I see. oh, look. Oh, there's one of the original big ones. So what I'm showing you, I'm holding this up to the microphone so all our listeners can hear it, is a picture of the original Big Track, which is back. You can't get it, but wow, was that big. And this one here is the Big Track Junior. It does all the same stuff and a lot more, and it's all diddy and sits on the desk. It always reminded me of something out of Terror Hawks. I know what you mean, yeah. Terror Hawks, stay on this channel. Look at this, though. It's two wheels in the middle that did the driving. And for those that don't know, it's a six-wheeler, and it's got this lovely little keypad on the top. A couple of big differences. The original one, you had to stick your own stickers on. Do you remember that? They did that with a lot of toys in those years. I'm still traumatised by it now. This one has all the stickers pre-done, the little junior one, which is kind of cool. The big one takes three big D batteries, the ones you can hardly find anymore, the big chunky Ds, whereas this new one takes three double A's. Weren't the original batteries known as HP2s? It was HP 11s. Do you remember the HP series? That's, that's what we're talking about here. It was HP 2 or 11, wasn't it? I can't remember. And it was an odd-sized one. It wasn't quite as the large one or quite the, the equivalent of a double A. It was that, that weird size that you always regretted having any toys that took it because none of the clocks in the house used it either. Mm, that's the one. That's the C. Yeah, and you're showing your age there with the old HP range. But anyway, this is the, the new big track. It's out there. It's lovely. Um, and this new one has a memory save, which the other one didn't have. So if you've not seen one of these before, um, this has a little blue light at the front, six wheels, and a keypad on the back. Uh, It's got 23 buttons, and you can punch in your commands, and it could remember 16 commands. So let's try it out. Are you ready for this? Ready when you are. So we're doing the programming first, are we? Mm, Absolutely. Let's get it to do something nice and simple. So what I've done, I've just switched it on with the power switch underneath. First off, I have to clear the memory using the CM button. Then I want it to go forward three units, so I press forward, and then the number three. Then I'm going to want it to turn around, so I'm going to press the right key, and I have to tell it like a clock, so I want 30 minutes, which would be a full 180 revolution. 
And then I want it to fire its phaser three times. Phaser. Okay, right. Can we just get the mic put down on the floor for this one, please, guys? Okay, and here we go. I press the go button. said Christmas Day was going to be boring. I'm having this. Absolutely. Isn't it good? And it comes with these. Look, look. What the hell are they? The craters from the moon. <laughs> How many craters? Why have you got craters? From? What, do you, what do you do with these? Do they do anything? These are, yeah, these are... Look, you get loads of these free little craters and you build an obstacle course and you program it to go and do a run and avoid the craters. Oh, superb. So do you want to go, Carl? Yeah, of course. Right. Okay, so first of all, let's just see how easy it is. If I get this clear memory, CM... Uh, then I want to program it, so I wanted to go uh, two paces forward. So forward, forwards, then two paces, and then I want it to turn right for thirty. No, fifteen. Let's try that. Then I wanted to go forwards for two paces. Then I want it to turn left. Uh, fifteen. Uh, then I want it to go forwards another pace. Then I want it to go backwards for three. Okay, let's try that then. Go for it. So press go. See, I made it avoid everything in the studio, apart from the walls. Yeah, nicely done. Oh, it's got a little dent in it already. So there you go. We'd like to thank our good friend Ian for supplying this lovely bit of kit for us to play with. Thank you so much. It's so good to see one of these again. And if you see there, look, there's a little hole there. See that? Yeah, what do you put in that? Is that for the tow truck? Yeah, you used to have a pickup thing that used to go along with it, so you could put a bag of sand in it and get it around the room or send the remote control off. This one doesn't have a little picky-uppy truck. Sorry, I think so. someone's hooting at you. <laughs> no, it doesn't have the, the lifty trucky thing, which is really odd. They haven't released one for some reason. What they are going to do is release some accessories for this, though. And you see here, there's a little button here, out, which doesn't do anything yet. But when you plug in a certain accessory, it will be able to include that as well. And the accessories are going to be brilliant. There's two that they've already announced. Any guesses? A bucket. <laughs> Why would you want a bucket on it? I don't know. It used to have a trailer with a scoopy bucket thing, isn't it? No, think a bit more high-tech. An iPod. A webcam. Oh, no, no, definitely. I'm, I'm keeping this one. Definitely, that's mine. Thanks. And get me the camera, yeah? And, 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 I must admit, when I actually got this, Ian very kindly dropped this off uh, at my house, and I dismantled it, got it out of the box, and scared the life out of the cat with it. Cats do not like this thing, especially if you program it to go where the cat's eating. But what's really going to upset the frequency cast cat is the other accessory. Oh, yeah, what's that? Missile launcher. Superb. Getting one. How much? Big one, 35 quid, and the Big Track Junior, 30 quid. But what I would say is have a look at our show notes, because if all goes to plan, we're going to have a nice little discount for our frequency cast listeners. Perfect for Christmas. Awesome. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. And it's time to hear from you now as we take a look at your emails, texts, tweets and calls. First off, we've had a text from James Lawless in Crawley. He's asking for our thoughts on the new Nokia digital radio headset. What's that, Pete? Potentially a nice piece of kit. It's a dab radio for your Nokia phone. There's a little picture of it. Ooh, it's all white and sleek. Very nice looking. 
and uh, seems to have a few little controllers, a sort of a shuttle, play, pause, and sh- well, shuttle backwards and forwards, and a dab button. Now, this uses the new connector that goes into the newer generation of Nokia phones, and you control it all from the phone itself. It's a dab radio. You can plug in the headphones that come with it, which are not particularly great by the looks of it, or your own headphones. The connector type means it currently only works with the Nokia N8, Nokia C7, E6, and C6. It's dab and dab plus, and it's only £45. So, unfortunately, my little phone's not going to be able to take this one, is it? Sadly not. Your Nokia One won't take this. Is it any good? Well, it's not actually out yet, and we haven't managed to get our hands on a review version. I have my doubts, though. I once played around with something called the Robert's Robbie, which is a little dab radio for the iPod, and I found two big problems. One is they really drain the batteries. Right, and Robert's are a good make for radios, aren't they? Indeed. So it'll drain your battery. The other problem is dab radio, as you know, the signal strength isn't particularly good for dab. Right, okay, and you've got this small device which is in your pocket, so it's not really uh, looking positive. But we'll have to try one out to find out for ourselves, won't we? As soon as we can get our hands on one, we'll give one a go, but I must admit, at the moment, my hopes aren't high for that one. Okay, well, thank you very much for that one. Uh, Terry Costello's asked us... Here it goes. Have you had any news on a BT Vision set-top box Mark II? Hopefully with Freeview HD, of course. Do you know, this one rang bells when I got this mail in, so I checked back, and actually Terry asked us this question in March. Back in show 52, we told him we had no news, and unfortunately, we still don't. BT is an important stakeholder in the upcoming UView TV and internet service, though, so we think it's fairly likely they may be bringing out a new box by, let's say, mid-2011, and it would be crazy not to have HD built into that new box. Our ear is to the ground, Terry. Yeah, sorry about that, Terry. No real update. As you can see, Pete's not doing very well, is he? But now we've got a podline call from Peter in Swindon. I'm paying for internet up to 8 megabytes, and I'm actually getting less than 1 megabyte per second, and I'm not happy with it. Can you tell me how I can do something about this, please? And who I can contact? We're using BT at the moment. Hi Peter, well we've talked about broadband quite a lot in this show already. What you want to do is see what BT think your line speed should be by going to speedtester.bt.com and doing a test. If BT think you should be getting a faster speed, there are a few things you can do and we'll stick up some links on our show notes to help you out on that one. If you think you should be getting faster speeds than you actually are, give BT a call and get them to do some checks for you. We also recommend you go to a website called Sam Knows to see when upgrades are planned for your phone exchange and next we have a message from chris bazzoni uh, he's looking for a dvd recorder with hard drive and freeview plus and a capability of viewing and recording in hd he says am i looking for something that doesn't exist or am i just not seeing the wood for the trees well he wants the moon on a stick there but we have found something that should do the job it's the snappily named panasonic dmr xw 380 ebk catchy eh Yeah, it's an easy one to remember, isn't it? It's got a 250 gig drive, up to 255 hours of recording, DVD recorder, twin Freeview HD tuners, Freeview Plus, high-speed dub and archive to DVD, plus DivX, MP3 and JPEG support. See the link on our show notes. Well, I must say, I'm really proud of you. You couldn't help Terry, but you could help Chris. So, you know, it's nice to see we win some, we lose some. So now we have another broadband question. Uh, This is from John Long, and he says, I'm a BT, and I currently get 12.1 meg on ADSL2+. And I'm also in a virgin media area, and was thinking of moving to them as they offer fibre octave broadband of up to 50 megabytes. 
is this a good idea? I guess he's wondering. BT are to offer a fibre optic BT Infinity in spring next year. Should I stay or should I go? So yeah, again, we've talked quite a lot about broadband. BT Infinity is only going to have a maximum of up to 40 meg. And of course, again, you're in the same. Are you really going to get your 40 meg for, for your money there? Virgin are offering up to 50 meg, and they do seem to be able to hit that. Uh, prices are about £25 for both of those. If it's really speed that's important to you on this one, wait for it because Virgin has already announced they're going to be launching 100 meg very soon. Wow. And we've had a message in from Roger TCB. I've been thinking about some new handheld gadgetry recently. <laughs> really? It's impressive. And having seen all the tablet format gizmos that have been launched, I was struck by how impractical they seem to actually be. Ah, this is what we find. If you want to have a portable little device around with you, now you've got the tablet devices as well as the netbooks, the notebooks, the laptops and the mobile phones. Uh, he's basically struggling to find something that's going to be a decent hold for the jacket pocket and be a nice little internet connected device. And he's after some advice. Well, he's given us a few options to talk about here. He's mentioned the Samsung Galaxy, the Arcos 70 and the Dell Streak. It's really, really hard to tell. I think the only honest advice I can give you is to go to a shop and have a play around with these things. Personally, I think something like the Dell Streak isn't a bad option. If you can get away with it, a mobile phone such as one of these Samsung Galaxies. But do spend some good quality time testing these out before you buy. And do let us know what you go for. Yeah, definitely. And let's face it, it's always good to play with toys. One final little thing before we close the show today. Maplin voucher. If you're thinking of buying anything from Maplin, do go to our website. We have a nice little money off voucher while offers last. Have a look on the show notes for a decent Maplin voucher. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we have time for in this show. If you've got a comment or a question, you can text us on 07882043521. Or you can email us via our website or leave us a voicemail message on 02081334567. Go on, get in touch. You know you want to. Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. And that's all for this show, show 58. For news updates or to get in touch, please stop by frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Thanks for listening to our tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. word.